0: In the name of one God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I am Father Trent, your preacher. (laughs) And as if any of you walked through or performed in the live nativity, that's a little bit of humor for you. But what a last two nights we have had on the campus with the live nativity. And as we transition into today, the fourth and final Sunday of Advent, as we prepare for the next two days in Christmas Eve, which is coming Um, I thought I would start out with a little bit of a confession for you about myself that I am not so proud about, but I am one of those that is directionally challenged and it is very easy for me to get lost in the sleeping bag. I yes, my my wife in our family is the one who got she knows she she one place and she's able to go, but I have been thankful throughout my life that the invention of road signs and then later on GPS were they there to help me to show me what was coming down the road. As I remembered this as a 23-year-old youth pastor moving from Pittsburgh, where I was in seminary with Joe, and then went out to Wyoming and didn't know that part of the world that well yet, of course, summer came, and I had not been there long. And another leader and I, with 13 kids and a 15-passenger van, we were supposed to go to a camp down in the Denver area of Colorado. And so everything was good. I had That GPS wasn't, I didn't have one at least at that time. I couldn't afford one. But I had the map, and I thought, okay, we're good. I memorized it. So three hours going south to get to Interstate 80. And that's the pivotal part you need to go east to head to Denver in Colorado. But a storm, a big Wyoming windstorm had come through and knocked the this way east, this way west (laughs) sign down. And I thought I had it. I was like, by the sun, I think I know where I'm going. And lo and behold, I started going west towards Utah. And we got about an hour away until we saw a sign. And I didn't see that sign. One of our high school kids, 15 years old, saw the sign Salt Lake City, five miles away. (laughs) And he says, wait a minute. Aren't we supposed to be going to Denver and the horror on all of our faces that if we would have kept to the travel plans, we would have gotten a great dinner, good night's sleep, and then wake up at five in the morning to do the last leg of the trip. But we got there very late. We ate hot dogs from a convenience store for dinner, and we were just exhausted in the morning when we woke up for the rest of the trip, hence my really bad directions. But I am thankful for road signs that actually point down the line to see what is coming next. Well, you have been with us over the past few Sundays of uh, what we've been focusing on on Sunday mornings in our sermon is Isaiah, the lectionary readings from the great prophet Isaiah, and today we do the same. But as we consider prophecy... And what it meant to the people that heard it back then and what it means to us, that is exactly what all the prophecies are. All hundreds of them, they are road signs in history by prophets minor and major spoken to the people of God as mouthpieces. They show us road signs of future things that are to come. And as we really look into Isaiah and see how that's true about things that are to come, spoken in that time, we have chapter 7, a few verses. And what we're going to see from Isaiah is that we have two promises that we're pointing ahead for the things to come, one being a sign and one being a Savior, the promises of a sign and the Savior that will come. So this is, I thought, if you read or heard what was read in Isaiah, some of it is a little confusing. But I wanted to show you a little context uh, that is in the text there to really show us what it, the sign that it's pointing to and the Savior that comes through it. So you see there in the first of your Old Testament reading, King Ahaz. This is the context that's going on there. He is the king of Judea. And there, just north of him, there are two other kings, both of northern Jerusalem. That king's name is Pekah. And then there's the other king that is in Syria, where the capital is in Damascus. These two kings of those two places have come together to form a coalition. Because Assyria, is just north of those two kingdoms, is a super bully of the day. And both northern Jerusalem and Syria are terrified in their own uh, to stand up against Assyria. And so they form a coalition and they approach King Ahaz in Judea. And they say, join our coalition so that we will be safe against the super bully Assyria. And of course, Ahaz wants nothing to do with that coalition for very a lot of different things going on. This is where God sends Isaiah in to speak for God. But in the meantime, Ahaz has sent a bribe to the king of Assyria because the rejecting of the offer, come join our coalition. They said, well, if you're not going to join us, we'll just come and overthrow you. And so a bribe made with the king of the super bully nation, hence Isaiah comes speaking for God. And God says, well, why you don't have to worry. For those two that you fear, any of those nations you fear, will be dealt with by God. And we see Ahaz say, well, I'm not going to put the Lord to the test. A little translation work there. And what that means is I am not going to fully trust God. As we see with this bribe, I can do it in my own power in a back way when I make that bribe to the king of Assyria. Not fully trusting God. And then we see Isaiah saying, well, why don't you ask God for a sign? And even though Ahaz isn't patient and waiting for a sign, we hear this sign that will come. Will be a sign not just for him, But for all of the house of David and for all of the region, the sign coming will be a sign for the entire world. In the different, in the word, the Hebrew word for sign, there are several different translations and ways that you can uh, define that word sign. One of them is by a sign in the sky or a signal. Much like if you're a fan of Batman, whenever you need someone to come, you put the light in the sky with the Batman signal. That's one way. There is token and there is something miraculous or a miracle. So the sign we are talking about that is promised to us in this prophecy in Isaiah is a sign that will come. In a miraculous token that will come in the form of a virgin woman having a child that will be the savior of the world. This child coming by the virgin birth is the sign that was spoken 700 years before we arrive in our gospel in Matthew today. And you heard Joe read that Matthew realized as one of those road signs of prophecy 700 years later that seeing the birth of Christ and experiencing that story, that's what Isaiah was talking about 700 years before. That is the spiritual road sign that shows that the Savior has come into the world. And by that Savior, his name will be Jesus And he being nailed to the cross, being born, and from lines that are spoken in our live nativity, from him being born, he will live an extraordinary life and he will die an extraordinary death to pay for our sins, the sins of the entire world. This is the sign. That this Christ child would be born and that he would be born in the womb of a woman, miraculously. Being born in Mary's womb made him fully human. And yet by the Holy Spirit being present and falling upon him, he was fully God. 100% man, 100% God, coming together. And because he was born in the womb of Mary, he is the perfect man representative for us all knowing and walking in the day-to-day of the human experience and the Holy Spirit falling upon him prophecy being answered shows him as his divinity as we consider him hanging on the cross from the life he lived to the death that he died and rose again the great imagery of his hands being up on the cross one reaching up to God and holding tight to God. The other reaching to the to, to humanity and linking them together. With the weight of sin and death upon him, but it could not hold it. it, it he couldn't hold. It. He took it to hell with him, left it there so that we would not have to experience it. Fully divine. And fully human. The sign pointed to the Savior that came for us all. That's what Isaiah promises to us. In these last days, the last couple days of Advent, may you fully know those outstretched hands upon the cross. That because of that, we have full fellowship, full communion, and full relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is our very mission, as church of our Savior, that we exist to meet people wherever they are on their spiritual journey to live into a personal and intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. How do we do that? Because of the child that was born in the manger that grows, dies on the cross, and rises again. As you think as you are, your final days of preparedness and the arrival of the full joy of the Christmas, Christmas season comes upon us all on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, may you know more and more the road sign that pointed to the cross and that we look and wait till his second coming and those promises that are made for us all. All praise and be to our Lord and Savior who made the way and made it possible for all of us to be in full reconciled relationship with him. Amen.